You choose Columbus Business First every week to give you the inside industry intelligence for nearly every business sector in central Ohio. And Columbus Business First chose Crate Media as its official podcast partner for its unique show, Women of Influence, now 70 episodes strong. With 4 million shows, hundreds of millions of listeners, and industry advertising revenues approaching $4 billion, podcasting is the fastest growing audio medium in the U.S. From law to medical, construction to automotive, retail to real estate, every brand has a story. Let Crate Media help tell yours. Visit crate.media slash CBF to learn more about how we can help while receiving a free one-hour casting session with our expert producers, which will help to uncover and shape your company's branded podcast. To learn more about sponsoring Columbus Business First Women of Influence podcast, please email Advertising Director Steve Hewitt at shewitt at bizjournals.com to get started. That's S-H-E-W-I-T-T at bizjournals.com. Hi, y'all. This is Eleanor Kennedy, Assistant Managing Editor of Columbus Business First and the host of this podcast, Women of Influence. This podcast features conversations with Columbus's leading women in business in which they talk about how they gained power, how they keep it, and how other women can follow in their footsteps. Today, we're chatting with Kim Zavislak, a partner in KPMG's audit practice. Thanks for joining us, Kim. Thanks for having me. Um, so Kim is talking to us remotely as we all settle into this new COVID-19 world. So Kim, let's start by just talking about how that's going. Are you working from home right now? I am in probably about my third week working from home. And that is very different for me because I'm generally on the road every single week, at least a day or two. So, um, but so far, so good. What has that changed about your job in terms of, are you still able to do a lot of the work you would have been doing on the road? Or is some of that just needing to get kind of pushed off? Yeah, so we've definitely, a lot of my travel relates to board meetings. A lot of those have gone uh, remote at this point. And then the other part of my travel is working with my teams in other cities across the country. So we do have the ability to work remote. We're just doing it more than we historically had been, but everything is working well so far. We've had to make a few changes here and there. Uh, just team touch points more often because we're not in person as much. So there's definitely been some changes, but overall, it, I, I think it's working well. Got it. And tell me a little bit about your work from home setup. Where uh, where are you doing what you're doing and, and who else is in your house keeping you company? Yeah, definitely. So I have found it important to keep up with my daily routine. So I still go for my run every morning. So far, we're allowed to continue to do that, which I was very thankful for. I currently am set up in our office at home. My husband is also working from home at this point. And then I have a 14-year-old and 12-year-old that are uh, doing school from home. So mm -hmm. we all have our areas of the house where we're set up during the day doing work in school. You mentioned you run. So has that been kind of the main way that you're handling a little bit of the, the stress of, of this crazy new world we're in? Yeah, I think that's definitely helped keep some consistency. I've been running with a neighbor for about seven years now, and we go every single morning. So we have continued that, and it really has become a part of my day and my routine. 
yeah, we definitely look forward to our run every day together. And I'm glad we've been able to keep that up through this. Yeah. I feel like like going for a walk has become a very, you know, getting outside is a very important part of the, everybody's day. So yes, hopefully we don't lose that. My daughter um, came running in the office to show me that outdoor activities were still allowed because it's <laughs> <so> important. <laughs> well, I, I uh, have a lot of friends who live in Chicago. I grew up uh, in that area and they've closed the, like the river walk and the lakefront because there were too many people, but oh, wow. so I, I wonder a little bit about the trails and stuff, but you can certainly still, you know, be out in your neighborhood and, and keep that distance. So yeah, definitely. How far do you run typically? So we run for four to five miles every day. That is, yeah. that is impressive. So, <laughs> well, I want to transition to, to talking a little bit about you. So um, I think you mentioned before we started recording, um, you're from Michigan originally. Yes. I hate to admit that living now, but yes, I am from Michigan. I grew up in Southwest Michigan and went to Hillsdale College. I played tennis there and chose an accounting degree. And then I graduated and moved to Columbus to work for KPMG. And I've been with KPMG now 21 years. Have you, Has your football fandom, uh, you know, aligned <laughs> with your new... <laughs> So uh, we are a house divided. My husband and I are still Michigan State fans, but my kids are Buckeye fans. Wow, <laughs> oh, that's super intense. In recent years, I feel like your kids are really uh, have a lot to hold over you. <laughs> they, they do. <laughs> In football. Well, let's see. So you mentioned you've been with KPMG for 20 years, 21 years. So, mm-hmm. you know, the big four firms like that have a a reputation of being pretty demanding places to work. So can you just talk a little bit about how you've managed, you know, kind of that work-life balance question in your, in your time with the firm? Definitely. I think it has changed over the years, depending on what I, what stage I was in, but definitely when I had my kids, I learned to set boundaries. So I, when they were really little, I would get up early and work at home and then drive into the office. I really wanted to make sure that I had time with them during the day. And when they were really little, they would go to bed at seven o'clock. So it was important to me to get home uh, to spend some time with them before they would go to bed. So when we were in that stage, I would set certain hours in the office and then make a point to leave every day by um, a certain time and then I would get back online if I needed to at night. So that's how I've made it work. But I I put everything on my calendar. So they're very involved in sports. And I would say I've been able to make it to most of those. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's great. Now you're on the audit side of the house at KPMG. So so do you have that kind of crazy busy season around this time of the year? Or is it a little bit different for you? Yeah, I do. I serve the asset management practice. So there are a lot of different year ends, but I would say February and March are definitely the busiest months. So these last three weeks that we've gone to working remote have been uh, really busy. Uh, We refer to March as March Madness, not for basketball purposes, but (laughs) it's definitely we're coming out of our our busiest time of the year. (laughs) Do you feel like the people on the accounting side are happy that all the tax deadlines are getting pushed or wish that they could just get it all done now? (laughs) You know, that's a good question. So we always say deadlines are a blessing and a curse. And I, I think 
what is nice, at least living in Ohio, is our busier months being Jan- January through March. It's generally not nice outside, but uh-huh. the the change in the tax deadline will impact our tax practice, I think, more than our audit practice. Mm-hmm. Yes. I Yeah, I certainly feel like personally, uh, on the one hand, I'm like, oh, this is great. I don't have to finish my taxes. But now <laughs> I'm just picturing like me in June being like, oh, I need to do my taxes. Right. So. Definitely. What first got you interested in in finance uh, and accounting? Was that always something that appealed to you as a, a young person? So I I definitely always enjoyed math uh, younger. And then in high school, I took an accounting class. I really liked it. I knew somebody that had gone to Hillsdale to play tennis and majored in accounting. So I followed suit there and took my first few accounting classes that they used to weed people out and they were still coming pretty easy to me. So I decided to stick with it and ended up graduating with an accounting degree and then moving to Columbus with KPMG mm-hmm. right after. I want to transition. Something I noticed looking over your resume is that you've been involved with the Women's Fund here in Columbus. Can you talk a little bit about sort of how you've worked with that organization and, and why it's something that's important to you? Yeah, definitely. I'm involved with um, Junior Achievement, Women Corporate Directors, and Women's Fund. And definitely Junior Achievement and Women Corporate Directors, what attracted me to those organizations is they focus on education of financial literacy early on is with Junior Achievement, with elementary, middle school kids, And then Women Corporate Directors is all the way up to women serving on corporate boards. So definitely very passionate about the financial literacy at all stages and teaching that at all stages. Women's Fund I've been involved with for a few years now as well and got involved just with some connections I had in the community and definitely align with um, the values there. So is there any sort of projects or efforts you've worked on in your time at the Women's Fund that you're really proud of or anything more you want to talk about related to it? I've been more involved with the Women Corporate Directors and Junior Achievement. Yep. Well, tell me a little bit more about one of those, maybe anything in particular you're you're proud of that uh, those organizations have done. Yeah, so I would say it's been really exciting being on the Junior Achievement Board through this transition we're going through right now. Um, They're very forward thinking about how we can help parents with students at home and keep the programming of financial literacy front and center. Um, A lot of the companies that I work with, uh, one of their top priorities is workforce development. And so Junior Achievement starts very young with uh, children I think that's really important. Our group of women corporate directors here in Columbus is also something I really enjoy. So we get together probably five times a year. It's a global organization, and then there are local chapters. So we focus on uh, what is front and center in the boardroom and some of the unique things that women corporate directors may encounter um, and just use it as a time of education and to share ideas with each other. Transitioning out kind of back to just knowing a little bit about you, uh, what type of books do you like to read or do you read much? (laughs) So I don't read very much. Um, Every now and then I'll do 
on my commutes, I'll listen to a book, but I I don't read very much. Okay. What do you do oh. kind of for, you know, do you watch a lot of television shows or movies? How do, how do you feel so, that? Yeah, most of my spare time, honestly, is spent at sporting events with my kids. So they oh, okay. play a lot of travel sports. Uh-huh. And so um, between work and their sports schedules, that keeps me very busy. Uh-huh. What sports do they play? So my son plays baseball, basketball, soccer, and my daughter plays soccer. Got it. Um, And you mentioned that you played tennis in college. Do you still play tennis ever? So I don't play as often as I would like to. I was a little burnout after, and then now I have the desire, but not the time so much. But I'm thinking maybe once my kids are through their sports, I, I may go back into it. But every now and then I will fill in and play with some of my friends. Yeah, I played a lot of travel sports in my youth and it definitely took up most <laughs> of my parents' time. So yeah, we travel <laughs> I travel a lot for work and the sport. <laughs> yeah. Well what's your biggest pro tip for business travel, which hopefully people will be doing more of in a couple months. But you know, any any uh secret pieces of advice to make wow. those trips a little easier? Yeah, I'm trying to think. So I, I keep a bag packed um, because I, I do one to two night trips almost every week. So I keep a bag packed and then I, I can pack in less than five minutes when I'm packing for a trip because I'm just throwing in the actual clothes that I will need for the meeting. And beyond that, hmm. I mean, that's a pretty good tip, I think, just to be ready to go at all times. That's so. right, yeah. Is there anything that really drives you crazy when you're traveling somewhere, a, a pet peeve about business travel? Yeah, definitely. I think the pet peeve is when people start exiting the plane out of order. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I, when people stand up, like as soon as you land, it just gives me so much anxiety. And I'm like, you're not going to get off any faster. Like, right. everyone just be cool. So, well, again, things that maybe we'll all celebrate once we're Absolutely. able to. <laughs> all right. Well, I think my, my last big question is, is pretty open-ended, so you can take it however you want. But what piece of advice would you like to give to young women who are just starting their careers now and, you know, might want to follow in your footsteps and get up to a, a, a partner level at a firm like yours, what what advice would you like to leave them with? Yeah, I'd like to give maybe two. I think it's really important to define what success looks like for you and be content with that and not compare yourself to others. And then I would say the other piece that I had to learn throughout my career is to not just work hard heads down. You have to also, you know, it's, you you don't want to just work heads down and think others will notice. You do have to advocate for yourself. And that is something I definitely had to learn um, throughout my career. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. I think that's a, especially something that for women is a little bit harder to, yeah, to recognize that people aren't just going to, to notice you if you don't. Right. And I think it's important to speak up and say what you want um, and advocate for yourself. I just took the approach of working really hard, more heads down. And then probably about 12 years into my career, had the realization (laughs) 
that I needed to voice what I wanted and advocate better for myself. Well, terrific. Well, I think that's a great thought to leave everyone with, and I appreciate you making some time to chat with us today. Thank you so much, Kim. Thank you. Have a good day.